Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. God, right there. Don't stop, I mumbled. I was so intense I could have cried. I was prepared to beg for this and to never end. And then he wrapped his hand around my cock and began to stroke. And it was so much pleasure. It was so sensory overload and and obliterated every synapse in my body and I needed him to make it end but also to please never stop fuck Jeremiah I cried almost a sob please Claire yes Claire Rice yes how dare you read such smutty books to an audience of impressionable people (laughs) that is unacceptable look I do what I can I do what I can that's very true. Um, no, we you should stop reading because we have to do our podcast now. Oh, our podcast. Our podcast. Uh, hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. The straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We sure do. Also, all the spoilers. So many spoilers. If you have come here to just get reviews about books that you may be interested in reading and finding out all the information from uh, from them before you read and then be surprised at the turn of events in the books, you are wrong. We are here to give you opinions on every single fucking second of this book. Though, spoiler alert, I did not take notes this time around, so I'm going to forget stuff. So maybe I won't spoil everything. It is the last day of June. It is June 30th when we are recording this, which means it's a Friday, which means we are coming in with chaotic Friday energy. Everything is crazy. Everything is nuts. And we are making it happen. But Claire, you picked some books. I did. Tell me. Tell me all about these books. Tell me. What are they called? Who wrote them? Tell me. They are called Outrun the Rain, the Storm Boys series, book one by N.R. Walker, and Storm Warning, a novella by Nellie Wilson. Great. And what was the theme? (gasps) Storm Chasers. Yay. 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 How many um, Twister references did we have in these books? You know, not as many as I thought. Yeah, a couple. Uh, yeah, a uh, couple. The, the right amount, I feel. Actually, I agree. The exact right amount for what yeah. we were doing. Okay. Um, before we do that, though, Claire, uh-huh. I have to ask, what has got you hot and bothered? Oh, SCOTUS. Oh, God. SCOTUS be SCOTUSing. I just want to point out a couple of things that I know has been pointed out a couple of times. And if anybody's on the TikTok, the Instagram, or Twitter... Everybody is probably saying the same thing, which is um, the lady who got (laughs) who changed everything around and said businesses are allowed to not serve LGBTQ people if they want to from now on, because it is their right and prerogative. The lady who made that happen, her website is called 303 Creative, and she 
has never actually created a website except for the website 303 Creative. <laughs> this, and I think a lot of people will have said this and will have noted it, but I, it's very important that uh, to get the real story, you go to the New Republic uh, and to uh, uh, Melissa Aguirre Grant's uh, article called The Supreme Court Doesn't Care That the Gay Wedding Website case is based on fiction. So nobody approached this lady to ask her to make a website for them. She did, her and her lawyers did for some reason, because they had to put somebody in the case, did cite somebody who had asked her. And, uh, and Melissa Grant did call that guy up and was like, hey, Stuart, what's it like? To be, uh, to be one of these, uh, somebody who's listed in one of these uh, SCOTUS things. And he's like, what? No. <laughs> because he never asked 303 Creative to create him a website for his gay wedding. He, in fact, has never even gotten gay married. He is, in <laughs> fact, not even gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He is a straight man with children. <laughs> and is in fact very opposed to this ruling. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you can all go to 303 Creative where you can see what she has done and you can see all of her typos, which include, for over a decade, I've had the privilege of working in a variety of environments, providing marketing, advertising, and graphic design, branding strategy, and social media consultation services to businesses and organizations, large and small. Uh, nobody has ever asked this lady to create any website whatsoever, much less, but she wanted to get this out there just in case, just in case, because she was worried that Colorado would make her <laughs> make a gay website for gay weddings, even though no one has asked her. <laughs> I know. Do you think this is just like a really weird publicity power move on her part that she's like... Do you know who's do you know who will give me a bunch of money for the dumbest reasons? Super conservative people who hate queer folk. If I go to the Supreme Court and let everyone know how I don't want to make a website for a gay wedding, those people will just throw money at me and they won't mind my typos at all. Um, no, I personally 100% believe that she is was associated with a fundamentalist Christian group previous to mm. any of this coming out. And they were like, and they decided that they were going to build a test case that they decided that what they needed was because the because um, the test case they were hoping to go through was the the, the wedding cake one mm -hmm. where uh, he was like, I shouldn't have to make a wedding cake for gay people if I don't want to. And they're like, I mean, it's not you know, wedding cakes don't count as free speech. So they needed a, a test case that actually included speech. Mm. And so in this case, like having so they even built like sh the whole like case around like sh that not only that 303 creative doesn't just like do websites that are just like i do whatever you say it's i put my own spin and branding and i do my own words on this so Oof. you can't make me say something that i don't believe in so like 
I would so, be physically typing in like, and so that is, so they built this test case completely off of the back of the wedding cake one, in my belief, like I yeah. haven't read anything about this. Th this woman will never, like if she ever creates a website, and I, I highly doubt she will never create a website. She, this business and everything was created specifically for this test case and it went through and she won. The the thing that gets me though is who would hire someone to design a website that like writes their own copy and does their own branding on your website yeah especially for a wedding because uh like, <laughs> like the weddings are already so expensive and to get that kind of like somebody who's going to they're like you know what i even write ad copy uh boy the cost on that website is just gonna go fucking up right like at that point listen um, if blue apron wants to sponsor my wedding and write some ad copy for my wedding site they can go ahead and do that yeah i'll, I'll plan the wedding i'll just find some schmuck at the last minute that's fine Ugh, yeah everything's but terrible no, this, uh it's it's insane it's awful um but anybody can go to 303 Creative, to Lori Smith, and uh, just see if you'll, sh like, her, it's an awful website. It is unto itself an awful website. Okay, now I'm going to, now I have to look at it. 303 Create, oh, it's like the first thing that comes up, though. Uh-huh, because everybody's looking at her right she, now. And now she's like, look at all these hits. That means people like me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. Like, have you scrolled to the bottom already? Yeah. Yep. Because that's all there is. Portfolio. Portfolio highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mid church. Bunch of dog stuff. Youth ministry. The Rich Community Church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Ohio Sports Apparel, which is just uh, ugly. That's an ugly website they designed for Ohio Sports Apparel. I like the um, 303 Creative one that's just Happy Independence Day. It's just like, and that counts as her uh -huh. portfolio. Simplicity Candles. Okay. That's a real website. She designed their logo. That is not what's on their website. Ha! Huh. Oh. <laughs> so, the, so her and her portfolio... It's like, oh, it's Simplicity Candles, and then it has an S and a C with some like uh -huh. filigree in between them. So not simple at all. And then on Simplicity Candles, the website, the logo is the word Simplicity in a very basic font. And then the third eye has a flame over it, like a candle would. So they aren't using that logo. <laughs> How much are you willing to bet that that she that they like they let people pitch or they sort of like you know, they're like, hey, you five designers, give us a pitch. And she pitched one. And they're like, no, we're going with somebody else. So she's like, well, I designed it. It counts. I don't know. I mean. I mean if, yeah. Anyway, let's move on with let's our move lives. Move on with our lives. Anyway, that is what I'm hot and bothered about. And obviously, you, I've gotten you hot and bothered about it as well. Yeah. Oh. Now I'm going to fall into a rabbit hole of looking at all these websites to see if they actually look like her website. It says they do. It's a whole back of the book situation. <laughs> Her website says this is what these websites look like, but what do these websites actually oh, look like? It's a whole like? thing. It's a whole thing. Neil. Yes. What has got you hot and bothered? Queer stuff. <laughs> um so as we as as Claire said, we are re recording on this the day of our Lord the 30th of June in Anno Domini 2023. Um 
Which means that last weekend was Pride weekend here in San Francisco, and it was my first time going out for Pride weekend since before the pandemic. So it was just nice to just like go out and see friends and do things and drink too much and um yeah, a bunch of a bunch of people were like, oh yeah, I went to the parade, blah blah. I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good. Like. I've I've marched in it twice. I've seen it a few times. Like I'm perfectly fine. I'm gonna sit here in this bar and hang out and drink and talk to strangers and yeah, it was lovely. It was great. Um, so yeah, that's all. Just like that, pride Yay! is a thing. It exists, and I'm very lucky to live in a city where that happens. I was talking to someone. Oh, I was talking to someone and they were like yeah i'm used to minneapolis pride which is considerably smaller so i was a little overwhelmed i'm like yeah welcome 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 well Um, what is important is that we keep pride in our hearts all year round it's true i like to live my life by one simple philosophy any bar is a gay bar if i'm there <laughs> All right. Should we talk about some Let's books? Let's talk about some books. Storm Warning, a novella by Nellie Wilson. Violet. I'm used to people writing me off as a joke. A peppy blonde with a southern accent who couldn't possibly know anything. But this is my spring. I've got a fully funded two weeks to chase tornadoes and no one is getting in my way. Everything is organized and perfect until Julian Lehrer shows up as my co-pilot all summer. We've bounced in and out of each other's lives for almost a decade. And if I know two things, it's that I'm a damn good scientist and he's the second coming of Satan. It doesn't help that I have a history of both wanting to strangle and kiss him. Julian Violet Franklin is the pink and glittered star of my nightmares. We disagree about everything except the fact that we cannot stand each other. I did not anticipate spending two weeks chasing tornadoes with her. I also didn't realize we'd end up teaming up against our two idiot funders and that watching her drive an SUV would turn me on so much. It's harder and harder to remember why we started fighting in the first place, and easier and easier to remember how we've ended up half-naked with each other in years past. When mistakes and miscommunication begin to pile up, Violet and Julian are drawn closer and closer. Anyone can see that a storm is coming. <laughs> That's, that last sentence was a good one. That was that was good. Uh, Claire, that is what the book says it's about. What is uh-huh. this book about? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that pretty much covers it, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, just just a quick for our listeners. Neil is having some audio problems today, but we have to push on through Ooh. because it is Chaos Friday. And <laughs> <laughs> Chaos Friday. Chaos Friday reigns our soul, and I just. But most importantly, I want to say we talk a lot about like you know who our love interests are and this guy is a short king Mm -hmm. he we only get a couple of times where it's mentioned but it's very important to point out that she is often he calls her a tiny girl and she often talks about how short she is and in addition to that we have this line 
I am reminded again of how he is not much taller than I am and has to lift up just slightly on his tiptoes to see over my shoulder. Uh, he's also um, kind of stocky. We hear that he's... He, and it, it says stocky. Yes. It says... Now, he, yes. now, it doesn't mean like he... like. And she talks about it. She's like, are you still doing football? Because you were fit. And he's like, I am not fit, girl. And I am <laughs> not doing football right now. I don't even like surfing. I don't like doing anything. He's like, I've gained so much weight. And she's just like, yeah, shake that for me. And like, <laughs> I just like, it just came out of nowhere, but it was just like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He's a ginger who's shorter and a little bit stocky uh, and I am happy. I'm so excited. Also, I have to say right off the top how much I enjoyed this book. I loved it. This I book had a good was time. so fun. The, the, oh my God, the structure of it. I, I have to, I have to. And then Claire, I'm going to let you talk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'll let you talk. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to talk about the structure because it's, it's, it's done so well. Like it was surprising and it was done so well. So we have our present day timeline and then we get a glimpse of all the times that they've met each other at these conventions. And of course, it's like we're at conventions. We see each other once a year and then we get drunk and horny. That's a secret theme of this book is scientists get horny at conventions. I mean, everybody does. But the thing that's so amazing is that each time we see them at a convention, it's the year previous mm -hmm. so the convention timeline goes backwards so the first time we get a convention flashback it's the most recent convention and then the the next convention flashback is the year before that and the year before that and the year before that until it ends with them meeting and it's done so well because they balance each other out and then like in a present day chapter it, it'll reference something from that specific year it's like oh and then that time we ended up in a coat closet together and you're like the first the first time it happened i'm like wait what and then we t talk about it in the flashback and it's done in such a way that as soon as it brings up something that i don't know about it's like i'm going to find out about that in a flashback chapter and it's going to be good and i'm so excited about it like yes. it was done so well it really was and so as like the two of them are falling in love over about a week um during the the, fir the first bit of storm chasing like you kind of it, it progresses it goes up you see them start with the hate to love and then sort of falling into friendship as that goes and then we're going into the flashbacks and we see them going from the hate because it's most recent kind of like into why they're arguing with each other and why they why they hate each other and where that hate comes from and it just and that also builds at the same time so almost at the pinnacle of how much they really like each other in the present we're mm -hmm. getting to why they disliked each other so much in the like mm -hmm. so much most recently and like those two work together so well and it really also undercuts like so you have a love story where two people spend a week together and by the end of that week are professing deep, profound love for each other. But these two have actually known each other and had some very significant interactions with each other for a decade. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't insta-love. It isn't that they've just like fallen in, in with each other just now. It has been something that is built between the two of them and it feels so good. 
It does. It does. And another thing, too, is when we see the fallout, they like they're never cruel to each other. You understand where each of them is coming from. They say something that they shouldn't or not when they should have said it or they said it the wrong way in a way that like a normal human would. And then, of course, because it's them, they like butted about like they they their situation is they signed they like the situation in which they found themselves both pushed each other's buttons so that one of them was like i'm upset at you but also at myself and sort of life and i'm going to vent those feelings it like pushed just the right button that the other person reacted the exact same way in a way that was like the way that human beings react, but still nobody was ever cruel to each other. So it's like, oh, we can come back from this because yeah. it's literally just them needing to to apologize and explain where they were coming from. And, and that's it. Unlike so many, why I dislike a lot of hate to love books is because for so much of the book, they're cruel to each other. Yeah. They're so cruel. And it's like, how do you come back from that? How do you end up falling in love with someone who spent, spent all this time being cruel to you? Like, don't do that. Nobody do that. But if it's just like, it was a misunderstanding, like somebody had something that the other person wanted, like they got an opportunity that the other person wanted, but they didn't go with it because of these other things that the other person doesn't know about and then people are like well you made the wrong choice it's like fuck you you don't know me it's like okay yeah, yeah we can come back from that we can ugh. i was i was surprised by how much i enjoyed this book actually no and i and i also want to underline like how they built these two characters to not have one quirky thing about them be their entire personality yes so violet really does like pink and she likes like lavenders and purples and very quote unquote girly colors. But that's not her whole personality. Mm-hmm. It is a it is something for like him to make fun of briefly. Like, of course this is hers because it's pink. And it's something that differentiates her stuff from everybody else's. But she's just like, Yeah, I fucking like pink. What you know, like that's okay. And there's one of my very favorite moments because in this we see her being like a normal human being who's on a fucking two week long road trip like she's only got so much clothes so they all fucking stink she she takes her time in showers because she wants to she still does her hair and makeup because she likes to and she very like at one point like just because he's angry not because he thinks she shouldn't he's like could you hurry up and he's like you don't even need that makeup and right as soon as he says it he's like that was a dumb thing to say (laughs) like and she goes i know i don't need it i want it for me just like you put fucking pomade in your hair nobody cares but you (laughs) and so and like and how important that is and there's this other great moment where where he says you're not like other girls but you are like other girls and you just don't seem to care about that and she goes of course i care about that but i can't she's like i don't want to be a girl who's not like other girls i like other girls and i love that point so much just like mm-hmm. i can be somebody who is myself who maybe associates with femininity in a different way than other women associate with it and that doesn't mean i'm not us i you know that i dislike other women or i'm saying other women are doing it wrong or mm-hmm. that 
I'm not like other girls. He, he, he. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I'm just myself and I can still like other women. And oh my God. Yeah. I was just, I loved that so much. And the thing with her liking pink too, is that she's like, it's like her whole life. She's had to like, it has been presented to her. Either you get to be girly or you get to be respected as a scientist. And she's like, fuck that. Absolutely. Fuck that. No. And like, she's like, yeah, I, I could, not be quote girly and be respected as a scientist but like i like those things i should be able to dress however i want to and still be respected like that's not my problem that's society's problem Ugh. i also enjoyed a lot because this was not a woman who didn't understand she was pretty mm-hmm. like sometimes we're presented with women in these books who just don't get that they're beautiful well of course she knows she was in pageants <laughs> Right. She was in pageants. But I, I still feel like even in even women in other books that we've read who have been like, I can't believe they actually I was in a pageant at all. I'm just not. Oh, my God. I can, I'll never forget. Was it the knitting book that she's like, I have a teeny waist and a big old ass and tig old bitties and giant red hair. Men are attracted to those qualities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and like how much men are so attracted to women who don't even know that they're attractive. Uh, and that is not these two people. Like nope. She's like, no, I know I'm cute. I absolutely know that I'm good looking. <laughs> um, yeah. She'll be like, he'll say something and she'll be like, oh, so you think I'm hot? And he's like, yeah, of course you are hot. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's just good for you to say it. Yeah. And I think it also shows you know, because they were hired by these two assholes who were uh, to do this storm chasing for their YouTube page and other things. And all they want was this hot woman in front of storms. And uh, they hired on the second meteorologist, which is Julian, to do the actual meteorology because they didn't trust her. And they didn't tell her that, though. They made it sound like she was going to be their meteorologist, but really they wanted this other guy. So this and that that is where we get the pretty privilege stuff that works mm-hmm. out great. It's a good argument for why this <laughs> for why this is a bad thing and can be a bad thing. And so many of the other books we read, it just doesn't come out that way. Like it just doesn't mm-hmm. work because we hate pretty women because they are after our men. But in her case, like she got the job, this cool job that she wanted because she's pretty. But FYI, none of the people respect her and they're not treating Mm -hmm. her with the degree of respect she deserves and they're not taking her seriously. Also, I love that um, they say all kinds of sexist things and Julian's like, that wasn't cool. I should say something. But uh, of course, by the time he he like it's like okay i'm gonna say something they've like moved on so he doesn't yep. he doesn't he he tries to stand up for her but also is cognizant of the fact of like oh these two douchebags are like funding this whole thing so like you know i can only push back so much but he he's aware he notices it too like in the chapters where we're inside his head he's like that was a really shitty thing that they just said are they fucking kidding because she's so goddamn good at her job that's the thing too like the whole time he's like she's fucking good at her job and she's like he's really good at his job and i hate that about him but i love that about him no they Uh, both respect their efforts that they're putting in there's a there's a a great moment where he finally does like he is gonna stand up for her and 
you know, because at one point it does become like, come on, dude, say something. Mm -hmm. But he has to grow into it. He does have like, just like she does. And at that moment, she's like, no, don't say anything. I'm going to say it. And I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't need to be saved. And I mean, she points it out in kind of a a dumb way in the next. I didn't like that so much. But I did really like that she stood up for herself. Yeah, the way that she did. And we're all over the place plot wise. But the way that she did it, it was like, I'm really bad at lying. So now I'm going to lie. And I'm like, why? (laughs) It was unsatisfying her like standing up for herself moment. I really wanted to be her to be like, okay, here's why you're sexist here's why i'm a fucking amazing meteorologist here's why you two are douche canoes who are like just doing it for the likes or whatever so like chew on that asshole um but yeah it was really bizarre like i'm terrible at lying so i'm just gonna lie about it just like i called your sponsors and they're upset like that yeah. we didn't need them yeah that, ugh, that, felt- I, that that was like one of three things about this book that was like eh. Yeah, that felt a little flat for me, but I'm still happy it happened. I think, like, plot-wise, we sure. more or less covered it. There's two meteorologists. They've been hired by YouTube douchebags to go out and film stuff. Um, turns out they just wanted her because she was hot and wanted him to actually do the work. Halfway through, they kind of yell at them because they're like, you're not getting us the likes that we wanted. We just wanted the hottie to stand in front of storms. And kind of near the end of the book they kind of for like they've been doing a good job they chase storms which means they follow the storm they don't get ahead uh-huh. of the storm so now the douchebags are like fucking get ahead of the storm and or we'll cut your funding and both of them still want to do it it's important to note that the douchebags channel is they get in front of the storm and like do TikTok dances and that's their entire YouTube channel. And of course, because society is broken, they are rich because of it and have influence and cachet. Right. So they, they force these two to get in front of a storm, (gasps) which causes them to get caught up in a tornado. Oh, Oh. Um, and getting caught up in that tornado, like, they're among the wind and the rain and the horror show and their own fear that they're going to die. That's when they admit that they love each other, like like thrown into each other's arms. And then when they get out of it, when the storm is passed, they go to a hotel and he's, this was so cute. He's like, what if she didn't mean it? What if she just said it? Cause I was freaked out. And she turns to him. She's like, I got us the honeymoon suite. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I lied to the receptionist. We're married now. Bye. Yeah, and so then they get into the hot tub in the in the in the in the room, and and, and he's like, "I'm just, what if you didn't mean it?" He goes, "She goes, let's just say it. I didn't mean it. What about you? Yeah, I didn't mean it. Great. Now let's fuck because we meant it." <laughs> <laughs> the the second of three things about this book that was like, I wanted the the cotton the storm scene to be just a little bit longer, and I wanted them to like have to save each other. Instead of just like, we're sitting here, we might die. I mean, it, it felt very realistic, but just like narratively, I just wanted like a little bit more. Agreed. I also did. Um, yeah. I also wanted to point out something that's very important. Tell me. Um, so here's the line. It says, uh, we pulled under a bridge, found a ditch on the side of the road, jumped out of the car in case the storm blows a trunch bolt, which was the name of the van that they were in, away. This is very important. <laughs> and I mean, so I think 
both this author and the other author did a good job of putting in author's notes that are like, look, I just made up shit about meteorology. Just go with it, my friends. <laughs> it, was, it was very much appreciated. And I love that they both started it out that way. They were like, look, guys, I don't... I know a little bit and I just put in what I had is it's a romance and I was like thank you I want other romance authors to do that like look guys I don't know shit about the economy but here's two economists wanting to fuck (laughs) 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 yeah that's fine with me love it love it love it I feel like for the most part they actually did a good job of making me believe that uh, that this was what's happening it is very important though to note if you are ever on the road in a car or a truck or a van and there's a fucking tornado, do not pull under a bridge and park there. Do not do that. That is one of the most dangerous things you can do for two reasons. If that tornado comes towards the bridge, it could cause a vortex underneath that bridge and could pull the van apart into many pieces and then fling those pieces. You don't want to add debris to the tornado. <laughs> those pieces like, being you. The, the pieces also being you. Second of all, like getting into a ditch is a good idea. Get, getting as low as you possibly can is the correct thing to do. And you want to get away from debris. Again, you want to get away from debris. If you have no choice and have to stay in your vehicle, like hopefully you've got some blankets or something like get like in the get as far into the well as you can and cover yourself so that like the glass and stuff doesn't because that's probably what's going to happen. There's very little fear of it picking up the vehicle. For the most part, it's hard to pick up vehicles. Um, It has to be a really strong tornado. And if it's a really strong tornado, you're fucked no matter what. (laughs) But like if it's if it's kind of uh, the normal tornadoes that go through, like it's probably going to rock the vehicle. It's going to break all the glass and um, maybe it'll pick it up and slam it, but maybe it'll turn it over. But like, as long as you're covered, you'll be fine. Do not, do not, do not, do not park under a bridge or an overpass or anything to don't do that. <laughs> and this has been the tornado safety podcast with Claire. <laughs> I having never been in a state that has tornadoes, I wouldn't know. So thank you. I know. Uh, anyway, but all the rest of this felt really correct. <laughs> yeah, this, this, the the part where they were talking about the science and like they would wake up, both of them, Violet and Julian, first thing in the morning, they'd like look at the weather forecast and the radars and all of that. And like, oh, these are the signs we're seeing that leads me to believe that there's a storm over here kind of thing. That all felt very real. Yeah, no, and uh, like... And I think that's important to say that it felt so real, like that I never felt the need to look it up. Yeah, yeah, like, that is true, yes. Where I was like, that feels, what? Like, it's like Star Trek mumbo jumbo. Like when they're at the when they're at the panel and they're like, the so-and-so did the such and such and now we're out of thing of things. <laughs> <laughs> and now just, we're out of thing of things. It's all made up words. None of it makes any sense and it doesn't matter. And none of us are like, is that how warp core really works? Fuck it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You're on the wrong forums if you think nobody cares, Claire. No, no, no. I know people care. I know people care. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like they were like, let's look at the Doppler radar. And oh, like something, something like it's like, I don't think that's how Doppler works. (laughs) 
And it yeah, was but, she named yeah. her dog Doppler, and that's adorable. <gasps> it was so cute. <sighs> um, so I mean, like to wrap up the plot, she was in um not Tennessee. Where was she? She was somewhere in the south. He was in LA. And so they're like, how is this ever going to work? Oh, and then he got the job in Nashville. Except here's the thing. So this is third of, I remembered a thing, third of four things I didn't, that I was like, "Eh," is that at the beginning of the book, she's like, oh, I make really good money and I work from home. And I'm like, you could go, you could go anywhere. You, you, cause they, cause when we get to the epilogue, they've done the long distance for a little bit and it's really hard. Blah, the blah, only blah, reason she blah. can't go anywhere is cause she wants to be near her grandma. <sighs> yes. Yes. That is true. But I think there was one point in the book where it mentioned that she was like moving to a work at home schedule. So it was easier kind of thing. Like, I think there was a, an editing yeah i think there was a couple of editing things like this book also i mean this book also suffered from some of the same things many of other other books do where every once like and these were like weird editing errors (laughs) that would come up like it was like sent whole sentences were jumped like here's one i mean her rage that the women in the spelling of mississippi were married and like, I think that's a specific thing that's about Trunchbull and about like the book that they're referencing. Uh-huh. But the way the sentences and the way the references, it's like I had to read that so many times. I'm like that's not right. That's something that's really <laughs> wrong there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. The the fourth of four things of this book that made me go eh, was she was a little too perfect. Like she definitely was very much an overachiever. Like she was in pageants. She was a cheerleader. She was the valedictorian. She was this. She was this. She was this. And like I I understood that the writer was doing that to show just like how fucking qualified she was to like show how douchey the two douche nozzles were. They were like, it's just supposed to be there be hot. But like she didn't really have any flaws or any room to grow. Whereas like Julian, cause he is from, he was from like the Midwest or somewhere. Right. And he ended up in California and he had sort of be, he realized that he basically was just like going with the flow, which of course is very California, but to the point that he like wasn't making decisions when he should have been. So like that was growth that he had as a character and he's like, okay, now I'm going to make choices instead of just going with the flow. But like, she never had, um, she never had a moment like that. Yeah, no. And I, I wish that there had been something. Like I wish it had been. Like it, it. He, he. The whole book, he was talking about how good she was at her job, and it wasn't until like seventy five percent in that he, when we were in his head, he's like, "I'm really good at logistics." Like she's great at the meteorology. I'm really good at the logistics. I'm like, I wish we'd gotten that just a little bit sooner, just to see how they balance each other out. And agreed. Yeah, I, I think. And I think she could have had a little bit more room for growth as well, like because she was very much like, I do things my way and no other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like opening things up would have been better. Like one of the neat things is like she said, after I graduated school, I never, ever drank tequila because of how it fucked me up. But then because she drank it with him, she liked it. 
So mm-hmm. he, we see him change her. I think it would have been fun to see another change. <laughs> because her. he was like, yeah, if you put good tequila to margarita, it's not delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. But it was, it was, I was, I was, I was so surprised. I went into this expecting to hate it, but it was so much fun. And there were certain, th- like the, again, I, 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 I don't think I'll ever get over this, like, the the chronology of the conference scenes going backwards and how well done that was i was like yes 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 we need more of this out there in the world yeah no i thought it was very well paced book very like uh if you want an example of how to do non-linear storytelling with two perspectives Mm -hmm. like if anybody ever asked me and i don't think they ever will but if they ever asked me this is the book i'm going to tell them to read yes yeah so oh, yeah. it was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, so that was that book. That was yeah. a storm warning, a, nor- a novella by Nellie Wilson. Outrun the Rain, the Storm Boys series, book one by N.R. Walker. Tully Larson has loved tropical storms since he was a kid and spent his summers with his dad in the wilds at the Kakadu National Park. His happiest outdoor, he's happiest outdoors, a rough and ready kind of guy who loves the power of Mother Nature and chasing the thrill of electrical storms every chance he gets. Jeremiah Overton, the fulminologist from Melbourne, chases storms for a whole different reason. Lightning has shaped his entire life and he's driven to study it, to understand it. So he's heading to Kakadu in the middle of the storm season as a logical thing to do. After all, the top end uh, is the lightning capital of Australia. Tully wasn't sure how a, how a week in this remote bunker with an academic type would pan out. And Jeremiah didn't expect much from the storm-chasing cowboy who volunteered to take him. But both men know all too well when ap- opposites attract, lightning strikes. Ooh, sorry, that was a rough oh. reading. Hello, weird-ass writing. <laughs> all those Aussie words in there. Go <laughs> Good eye, mate. <laughs> Tully Lawson has loved tropical storms. <laughs> See, it's funny. I, I've never been great at Australian accents, except for there's a podcast called. Oh, no, I need to look it up. It's a really good podcast. It's a true crime podcast um, about a very specific um, case that happened in Australia in the late 90s i think and there's a lot of they they often talk about i think the acronym stands for the department of the public prosecutor but it's the dpp but in australian it's the die pie pie yeah and that's pretty much all the australian accent i can do so i just say die pie pie <laughs> oh, anyway that case about the two guys who would put people in barrels what I guess it wasn't that one. <laughs> no, it was the one about uh, these twin, uh, like, kind of famous rugby players who became gym teachers. And one of them started having an affair with one of his students. And then his wife mysteriously vanished. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I want to say it's like the, the the golden something. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. I, no, we're not. We're I'm not reviewing that very good back. podcast. We're talking about... Uh, this book um yeah so okay that that's a fairly accurate telling of of what done did happen um 
Something that I did notice, like when I realized that they were in Australia and then I read another chapter, I'm like, these people sound fucking Californian. And then I looked up the author. The author is Australian, according to the about the author. But then this was published. There's like a there's an editor in a publishing house. So I don't know. Okay, I am no expert in the Australian dialects, as I have said. But like were people writing to sound American to appeal to Americans? I don't know. Like, it didn't... I mean, it looks like all of her other books take place in Australia. Um, or most of them do, anyway. Uh, I shouldn't say her. It, uh, I think it's... I mean, It is her. Yeah, this is a this yeah. is a straight lady who writes about gay men. Um, but, I mean, yeah, everything else that she writes takes place in Australia. So I can only imagine that it's, as far as I can tell, that she's Australian and said, but yeah, no, I agree. It didn't feel Australian. And I feel like we have the authority to say that because we read one other book that did take place in Australia (laughs) and we were both thrown (laughs) off and we didn't know that. And we were both thrown off by the language. I think if we could listen back to that particular episode, both of us were like, what the, where the fuck are we, Australia? And we were. <laughs> and we were. Also, we've <laughs> both seen um, Harley Strictly Ballroom at least five times. Oh, ten times. I'm probably going to turn it on after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here is a very similar pr- premise um, as, as one would imagine. Uh, so uh, Tully has been hired by a Dr. Jeremiah to basically guide him out into the Cockadoo National Reserve Forest Park, whatever it may be, um, which I looked on a map. It's fucking enormous. Yeah. Um, during storm season to go out to this little, like, bunker and study lightning. And... And of course, they're 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 you know they 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 both expect a, an older gentleman, and then they find out that they're of a relative age, and and they're both very attractive in different ways, and and there's that. Um, I have to say, a lot of this book, I was just like, okay, okay, like there's a there's a decent amount of bathtubbing. Um. It seemed well-researched. It seemed very real. Like, the things that they had to worry about uh, being that far out into, like, the wild. And and there's... Oh, God. There's a scene where Jeremiah was like, I'm just going to go out into the to the mangrove fields by myself. And just... And Tully is like, you'll, you'll die if you do that. So, obviously, I have to come with you. And yeah. even that was not as exciting as it could have been. No, I agree. I think one of the... I will have to to amend a little bit. Like, Tully does have more Australianness in his, like, speech qualities every now and again. But it's mostly when we when the author wants to pit him up against Jeremiah. Yeah. Like, Jeremiah is the academic who seems like... I almost thought he was from London. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, so Tully will say some crazy Aussie things, like, when he's talking to Jeremiah at the beginning of the book. To, uh-huh. So just so Jeremiah can go... 
but like it's but it's, they're both australian yeah and and it seemed it, it it was like every so often there was obviously like australian i'm assuming authentic australian slang like he'd say mozzies instead of mosquitoes yeah um, but then when we're in his head, he's like, oh, yeah, and the blah, blah, and shit, and blah, 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 and shit, blah, blah, blah. And, like, again, I, I've not been to Australia. I may have, you know, spent some time with some Australian gentlemen here and there. Um, but, yeah, he he sounded like he was written... He sounded like he was from SoCal, having been from SoCal or being from SoCal. Like it sounded, it sounded very Californian being in his head and listening yeah, to the way did. that he talked. And it was very bizarre. Anyway, so you know, like they spend time out in this in this um, bunker that the walls opened, and I never quite understood the mechanics of it. But it like, sounded like it was wings. Like yeah, so if, I, if I, I sort of imagined it being like a half tube stuck in the ground. And then the side, the tube sides, the wing were became wings and opened up. Oh, okay. See, That's I was imagining, I, I was imagining a square, and then like you walk it, like if the door is in the front, it's the two walls on the side that open up. But it's like, do they open up from the bottom? Do they open up sort of halfway through? And they leave them open, but then it's like. There's a lot of like every everything that's alive in Australia is trying to kill you. So like that, that seems unusual to me that they would do that. But I guess it was fine. Like they did have bug repellent and the mosquito nets. But it's like surely there are like snakes and things that they would need to worry about. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know either. And I don't know. Like they're just there seemed to be like a kind of not really a good grasp of what else was out there. A lot of things about this. One of the things, oh, sorry, let me say my words. Let me say <laughs> my words. Um, one of the things about this is that I never knew why Tully liked storm chasing or why he was out there until the end of the book. Yeah. Like, it just, like, he just seemed like he was out there. And I was like, well, all I kept thinking was like, I wish he was at least a photographer or something. So it seemed like there was mm -hmm. a reason he liked looking at the storms or watching them. And like when we'd get to the radar stuff that Jeremiah would take out, Tully seemed like, what's this? What's this? And I thought if you were a real storm chaser, like you would know fucking some of this. And then I kept thinking, this book feels like it was written rather recently. Why does some of the stuff that they're using seem so out of date? And again, the author also put in the front of, of her book, like, I don't, like, very much like, I just made shit up about weather stuff. I don't know. Like, these are two guys in love. So I just went with it. I was like, no, no, no. The author's already stated, like, she's made this stuff up. So this is just a truth for the book. So I just have yeah. to go with it. Yeah. It still seemed out of date for being a truth for the book. Yeah. Um, especially when we go to his, like, <laughs> spoiler alert, Tully's actually super rich and a very fancy man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fancy man. Like, they play him off as, like, this cowboy who likes to be dirty all the time. No, 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 no. He only likes to be dirty two weeks out of the year. The rest of the year, he is the best shower in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he is like we see him like driving his like age old like army jeep through the wilds of the outback just like bum 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 yeah i'm a tough man and then he has his fucking tesla back at home 
<laughs> yeah, it's a Range Rover. It's like a brand new Range Rover that because of the company, he gets to swap out every two years. Oh, yeah, his family's company. Like, he's a Nepo baby. He is a Nepo baby. Oh, God. Um, also, so there's a point, and this was interesting and kind of well done, where also Jeremiah was like kind of broody and like everybody at work hates me they think i'm super weird and blah 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 and it's like i guess be your you know kind of brooding sort of guy um but then we find out that he's quasi famous or at least his mother was um because she was struck by lightning and killed when he was a baby like she was literally like walking him in his stroller when she and like she had a foot on a um a light rail rail and she was struck by lightning and it was like very violent and there happened to have been footage of it and and then it just like made the news and there's this thing about like every so often they'll like come up with some new thing about how uh, about like being safe during storms and they'll show this footage again and how that has affected him and his dad's life and i found that to be really interesting um, and then now he he does this thing where like he tastes copper every time lightning's about to strike, so he can like tell when lightning's about to happen, um, which was interesting. Like that part was fun. They start hooking up a couple times. Like I and I did appreciate this that when they were out in the bunker that they're like, well, we don't have any lube and condoms, so there's only so much we can do. So that was like, okay, they've hooked up, and now there's a reason why they aren't progressing further. So that's like tension that we have in reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there's a point where they're they they make it through a really terrible storm, and a lot of um, Jeremiah's equipment gets fried. And so then, and then because of the the weather forecast, they have to leave the bunker a few days early because otherwise they'll get stranded out there because of the flooding. So then uh, uh, Tully's like, well, why don't you just come back to Darwin with me? You can stay with me. And there's like a weather service station there and you can like see if you can, you know, like get some of your uh, data, see if you can pull anything from it to, to take back to your to your asshole of a boss who everybody thinks you're weird because you like light. See, this I didn't understand. He worked at like the weather service and it's like, everybody thinks I'm weird because I like lightning. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That, uh, and and it, it was like, and I think at some point Tully was even like, that just doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. And he's like, no, and it's not just because I like lightning. It's because they think it's grim. The reason why I like it, and it was because of his mom. And that's kind of why I, you know, that's another one of the things where the quirk of a character is their entire personality. Mm-hmm. And I, I really just kind of wish that his mom didn't die, that he just liked lightning. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, I just really wish that he just liked lightning. Yeah. Also, we can tell this was written by a straight person be- because like the way that these two men communicated that they were queer to each other um started with Tully being oddly defensive about like oh do you have a problem with two men or whatever I'm like okay and then like part of um Jeremiah's like trauma is that he was caught hooking up with someone at a convention again scientists get horny at conventions but it was the fact that he was that he was hooking up with a man i'm like no it's the fact that you were hooking up with somebody in the 
public restrooms at the convention. Like that's the issue there. But it's it's like like there ha- there has to be a struggle around queerness because like that's all straight people want to write about is queer people struggling around their queerness or having to overcome society. And like it, it's done in a way that doesn't feel authentic to an actual career experience. That being said, Tully is bisexual and says the word bisexual and too rarely do we hear the word bisexual in these books. There's usually some super weird euphemism like, oh, it doesn't matter to me or like, I like playing the field or I like to keep my options open or some weird shit like that. But he's like, oh, no, I'm bisexual. I'm like, yes, beautiful. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. We'd love to see it. Um, he also was a little too perfect. He like he instinctively knew like when Jeremiah was going through his feels, like how to react to that and what to do about it and exactly what to say. And yeah. like not that I wanted them to fight, but I wanted there there to be a little bit more tension. Like Tully was confident always. Like Tully never was um uh, he never he never felt that there was a barrier to the relationship. Yeah. So, like, I need a little bit more from that. So they get back to Darwin. We get to his fancy house that, like, is right on the beach and blah blah blah. And then, like, okay, well, let's go to the to the to the weather service center or whatever to like try and get your um your data to see if we can get anything from your data. And then, and this is the last like 10% of the book. And this is what I was hooked and suddenly so very excited and discovered a new trope that I love, which is when the narrative is like, uh, Hey, Hey person, here's your happily ever after and hits them in the face with it like a pie. (laughs) And we, we, the readers are like, yes, yes, yes. And the character's like, no, this would never work in a comedic, lighthearted way. And we're like, obviously, do it, do it, do it. And they're like, no. Uh, it was so much fun. So they show up at the Weather Center, and then we are introduced to the best character in the whole damn book, Doreen, <laughs> the like six foot four bull dyke with a tiny dog and a baseball bat. Um, <laughs> and she comes to the door and she's like, what the fuck do you want? And he's like, oh, I'm here from the weather service. I just need to check my data. She's like, finally, here's the keys. And he's like, what? She's like, I retired six months ago and I'm so glad they sent a replacement. And he's like, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't know. And he's, she's like, here's this outdated equipment. Here's this outdated equipment. Good luck, asshole. <laughs> See you never, <laughs> Um, <laughs> she gets in her car and drives away. <laughs> and she says, she's like, I hope you don't like coworkers or budgets because you don't have much of either. Or you don't have any of either. <laughs> and it's like, yes, yes. Jeremiah likes to be alone. He likes to work alone. He likes to do his own thing. He obviously is into... Um, Tully who lives right there he hates his life in Melbourne he feels obligated to like keep up a relationship with his dad and it's like and he he's closer to the storm so like on his vacation he could just hop over to Tully and fuck through a bunch of storms like it's right there it is right as soon as Doreen is like oh you're my placement great we the readers are like yes 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 and the whole time Jeremiah is like no this could never work what no no and then we see a scene where he stands up to his boss which was very satisfying and he's like figure this shit out what's going on and the whole time I'm like do it do it just stay there forever. 
do it. I was so invested in that last like 10% of the book. It was so great. Uh, and what, then he's like, what should we call that? Like a deus ex, uh, Doreen, <laughs> a Doreen ex machina. <laughs> um, so, so that, but, but the thing is like, it's one of those things. And I've, I've seen plays like this and I've read books like this where like the, the majority of it, I'm like, ah, this is fine. But then the very ending of it is like, it's, it hits me in such a way that I enjoy it so much and it wouldn't have hit me without everything that came before it, you know? So it's like, I kind of had to experience what happened, even if I didn't love it as much to have this really fantastic ending that I really loved. Um, and and then <laughs> Jeremiah's like, I guess I'm gonna have to find an apartment. And Tully's like, I have an extra bedroom, whatever. But now you can eat my ass anytime you want. <laughs> and it's and then I have to read the very the very ending of this book because because while this is going on, there are like alarms going off in the weather station, and they're like, flip the switch, turn it off. I'm so annoyed. But what are we gonna do? And Jeremiah's at the point. It's like there's a storm coming. I don't even know who to warn about this. Who do I talk to about this? But the very end, the very end of the book, it was beautiful. It's from Jeremiah's perspective. There's a storm coming. I murmured. I know, he grinned, that annoying grin that I was beginning to love. Isn't it wonderful? And that's the end of the book. Oh. Oh, it was so good. Uh, <sighs> it, was, it was great. Most of the book, I was like, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a short book. It's a short read. I was getting through it, but like most of it was kind of like, uh, I, uh, I. And then they're like, oh, well, we're going back to Darwin. I was like, okay, change of pace. This could be exciting. And then we get to Doreen and she's like, okay, here's your happily ever after literally handed to you in a set of keys. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So that was, yeah. that's what I had to say about that. Yeah, no, I agree completely. <laughs> I think for the most part, I found this book like kind of boring. And yeah. I thought like there was so much opportunity for, you know, the opposites attractive at all. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't have any conflict over their oppositeness. Yeah. Um the only conflict they had was that Jeremiah didn't like driving on rough roads and didn't yeah. like bugs and insects and, and frogs. And then he literally <laughs> was like, I'm just gonna go out into the into the bush by myself. It's fine. And Tully's like, No, you'll die and I don't want you to die because they want you to stick things inside me. Yeah, I I just wish that like their conflict didn't make Jeremiah look stupid all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like it did. It really did. It made him look like an idiot. And there was a kind of a moment, and I don't know if the author had started because this is a like, you know, Storm Boys series 1, like the first book. Like I don't know if the author had started this out with like a well, what if he is going out there to die, you know, and was going to take like a darker turn to the whole thing? Yeah. And that just kind of fizzled. It did. And I'm glad it did. I didn't yes. really want to go there. Yeah. But also, I don't know why she didn't go back and like fix it. Yeah. So that that's not because it was there. And Tully calls it out and is like, I didn't bring out somebody here to commit suicide via, via lightning. And Jeremiah is like, well, no, I mean, it'll be fine. And I'm like, no, no, no. We need like a hard stop on that. We need to be, no, I don't intend on doing that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like the author had lots of places she intended to go with this. And then mm-hmm. she ended up just turning it into a run of the run of the mill romance mm-hmm. instead. 
And so we kind of lost a lot of characterization and a lot of interesting things that I think she intended to happen. And I'm kind of glad she didn't take it there. Yeah, but, but then might have been like, more interesting if it was there. Take them out. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say, like, putting these two books up against each other, we can see, like, one having good pacing and the other having bad pacing. <laughs> Goodness. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to say, uh, let's go ahead and move on. That was that book, uh, yeah. Outrun the Rain, the Storm Boys, series, uh, series one book by N.R. Walker. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Claire. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to play Fuck Mary Kill? I am ready to play Fuck Mary Kill. Great. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, please do. All right, Neil. Yes. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh-huh. Tornadoes. Okay. Hail. Okay. Lightning. Okay. I'm gonna fuck lightning. Mm. Cause it's exciting. It is exciting. It's, it's very so beautiful. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's the thunder, and it's like, ooh. Um, yeah. No, I lied. I'm going to marry lightning. I'm going to marry lightning. <laughs> I'm going to marry lightning. I'm gonna, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sentence I just said. Um, <laughs> I'm going to marry lightning. I'm going to fuck hail. It's, it's... I don't want it all the time, but it's kind of funny to me. It's just like little teeny ice cubes falling from the sky. Uh, And there was um, uh, last winter here that we would get hail, which is very unusual for San Francisco. And and some of it was very large. Um, And I have skylights in my bathroom and apartment. And so so that was a little scary because it's like, oh, well, there goes that. Uh, but everything held. Everything is fine. Um, I, I I don't love hail, but I think I'm going to fuck it because I want to kill tornadoes because tornadoes freak me the fuck out. I have lived my life away from tornadoes and the idea of them that you can just get picked up and thrown about is very frightening to me. And it's funny because having grown up in California, I'm like, oh yeah, earthquakes and people who haven't grown up near earthquakes and experience an earthquake they're like the ground is against you so i think it's just like what you're used to but yeah tornadoes freak me the fuck out so i'm gonna kill tornadoes what about you claire no i think uh killing tornadoes is a good way to go because they are it does uh i mean they come from very specific systems but they are random like Mm -hmm. Uh, they they will like cut a path that you can see and then they'll just pick up and set itself mm-hmm. back down and so it's like you could go down a block and see it's hit like every other house um, which is crazy and they mm-hmm. come fast and they leave fast and like they're working on warnings but uh, oddly enough there may be a time where they will be able to figure to tell uh, in more advanced warning if an earthquake is coming than mm-hmm. a tornado. Yeah. Like, they're working on it, but it's yeah. hard. Like, right yeah. now we have way more advanced warning for a tornado, but there could be a time where that switches, and that's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Um, 
So I am going to kill tornadoes. Um, I think I'm also going to marry lightning. It's just so beautiful. I have wonderful memories of like being out on my back porch in New Mexico as a child and like an electrical storm was happening and just pointing to the sky and like lightning would happen because it was just happening so frequently. Because you're God. Feeling like I was like magic. And that was, it was great. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to fuck hail just cause there's, that's the option that's there. Um, I have gotten caught in one of those big hail storms that, Oof. um, I mean like in New Mexico, like v- some very scary, like weather events, like we had a long walk between my sister's elementary school and home. And there was a lot of that walk that was just like nothing. Like it's mm-hmm. just like a big old empty park with nothing but grass and a couple tall trees. And like you get out there in the middle of a storm, it is scary. Like oh, it is sure. genuinely frightening. And we got caught in a hailstorm. Oh. And getting caught in a hailstorm is bad because it's big mm-hmm. um, and you want to get out from under it. But worse is it could be the outer bands of a tornado storm. <laughs> like oh. you want to get out of it for that reason. Like it's there's a little bit in there about the hail, but it's mostly like, oh shit, maybe it's the tornado weather. <laughs> Goodness. So here's the, oh God, you people who live places with weather, I do not understand it at all. It's frightening. It's, crazy out here it's crazy anyway neil fuck mary kill okay uh fuck mary kill uh julian and violet jeremiah and tully or doreen and her baseball bat Ooh, i'm gonna marry doreen and her baseball bat. (laughs) hard yes that's happening fair (laughs) she's retired now she's she has a great life ahead of her yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. Um, but so, also, she puts in the work. She technically retired six months ago, but she still showed up to work. It's true. Because she cares. Because she cares. Because her job is important. Whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Ooh, I'm going to marry Violet and Julian. You mean just because I love their love story. And I'm going to kill Tully and Jeremiah it's just just because that's the way them cookies crumble yeah but, yeah, you know. yeah yeah um i think i'm gonna marry julian and violet um julian sounded so fucking sexy a oh, short gosh. a short ginger with some meat on his bones yes the fuck yes. please and she sounded great they sounded great together they're both very ambitious kinds of people like i don't want to live in nashville but I, I, I like would appreciate having them in my life. Um, I'm going to fuck Doreen in her baseball bat. It's going to be a great night. Yeah. It's, oh, just a, oh, imagine what sex with Doreen is like. Um, and then I'm also going to kill Jeremiah and Tully. Not because I want to. They were fu- I mean, Tully was great. Um, Jeremiah was fine. Um, but them's, them's the ropes. So I, I, tr- I try to say them's the breaks and them's the ropes at the same time. And I said ropes. Well, you know, the, the English word ropes. Well, that's forever now. You know, <laughs> that is part of our canon. That is who we are. We are yep. them's the ropes. I'm a mof- motherfucking wordsmith. <laughs> uh, and about, out of all the characters, Claire. Oh, I am marrying marrying julian i am marrying julian he is 
You know, I mean, I just saw on Twitter yesterday, there's not enough art out there of like, you know, the non, like of, of men in, you know, straight relationships on these romance covers who are not like tall, fit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like this, like I want, I want, I might, oh, after I get some shit together, maybe I'll commission some artwork so that we can see these two (laughs) on on the cover. Just, I'm, I'm just so proud. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to marry him just for that part but also like he's loving, he's giving, he's he's understanding, he grows as a person like uh he like he takes this wonderful picture of Violet and he's like I am not sending it to those douchebags like I'm that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now but she looks so beautiful and this feels so private and wonderful mm-hmm. it is mine forever and I was just like uh, I love I love it this was a romantic moment that I'm living for mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and uh I I think then I am going to fuck Violet because Oh, she seems like fun. Like she's she's yeah. she likes she has she talks about how she's liked one night stands, like because she's a busy lady who's got shit to do. She mm-hmm. had one big romance after college, and honest to God, she's just got things she's up to. That's another thing I loved about that book is I it was obvious that they had dated and slept with other people before this. Yeah. And like that that didn't diminish from their relationship at all. At all. Not at all. Oh, it was so good. Um, and so I think I'm gonna kill uh, the Storm Bros, the douchebags in that same book. I'm just, it's all from Storm Warning. <laughs> I'm just gonna kill the douchebags from Storm mm-hmm. Warning because they were douchebags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm also gonna marry Julian. I, it's, oh. He's, I think you would marry a Julian in real life. If Julian, if a Julian had walked through and was like, Neil, you'd be like doing it. <laughs> what do you think I have been looking for for the past 20 years, Claire? No, I know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Julians of the world, like stocky gingers with ambitions and supportive natures. Find me, marry me. Thank you. Um, I'm going to fuck Doreen. Cause Listen, I'm going to be sore for like three days after, but it's going to be a great <laughs> night. <laughs> um, and I'm also going to kill those 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 douche canoes. Like they were awful. I love to. There was a point <laughs> that um, uh, Violet's like, I think I know their names, but I don't know which one's which. So I'm just going to call them the the bro one and the broier one. It was like the taller one and the shorter one. And here are all the terrible qualities each of them has. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Fair girl. Uh, and of the books, Claire? Well, uh, I'm going to marry Storm Warning. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I had a really, really good time. Um, I, uh, yeah. And I think it was like, there was, a, there was problems with it, but there was, it was just, it was good. There's a lot of stuff I really liked. Um, I'm going to kill Outrun the Rain. Uh, you know, I like it just wanted more from it. I think that it just Fair. didn't have enough. And mm-hmm. I think there was room for it to have more. And it just didn't give. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I'm also going to fuck Storm. Is it Storm Warning? Yeah, storm warning. Uh, storm warning. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the names of these books. 
uh, chaotic Friday. Woo! Um, <laughs> I'm also going to marry Storm Morning. It was, it was just like, oh, it was so good. It was a shock to me. Like it was a, it was a, such a pleasant surprise that like this chronology of the, um, conventions and i like that it was at conventions because of course people's inhibitions are down and, and like that was the perfect place for those things to happen and oh it was great um i think i'm gonna fuck out run the rain um and because i think because uh, like your points are valid even though it was kind of boring in the middle it wasn't bad it was just boring no, but like as soon as doreen showed up and that last bit of like, here you goddamn idiot, here's your happily ever after, hand it to you on a silver platter. It's like, no, that couldn't possibly. But it was like done in a way that I was, that I was rooting for them. Like I was, I was invested all of a sudden. And for that alone, I wanted to fuck it. So. I think that's good. I think that's good. All right. Yeah. Neil, yes. Are we ready? Are we ready? It is time. It is time. For our favorite game. Favorite game. Christine Gas. Wow, that took a long time. Okay. <laughs> that was a real long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, it was nice and long. That's why um, So I have a, I have, I, uh, I have these okay. to read and then I have a like a bonus game. In Christine Guess. Yeah. That I will that I will tell you about when we get to it, okay? Bonus game. Yeah, we have a bonus pew, game. Pew 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 multi ball. <laughs> <laughs> so next time we are reading Thieves at Heart by Alina Adams and The Hellion Waltz Feminine Pursuits Book Three by Olivia Waite. So we have our regular Christine Guest game. And the bonus game is we have read an Olivia Waite book before. And if either of you can remember which one it was, uh, and like it could be the theme. It doesn't have to be the title. If you can remember which episode it was, you'll get bonus points. Okay. I want to say that the, the theme has something to do with Greek mythology. Maybe a god, a myth. No, Marble? but no? that is a thing I'm obsessed with, so that will be a future theme. Great. <laughs> um, ooh, okay, say one. Say both titles one more time. Okay. Thieves at Heart by Alina Adams and The Hellion's Waltz Feminine Pursuits Book 3 by Olivia Waite. I mean, part of me just wants to say thieves. <laughs> I know it's it's too obvious, though, right? You're it's not thieves, but you are close. Bootleggers. No, also a very good idea. <laughs> Thank it's, you. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a a specific type of thief. Oh, cat burglar. No. Pickpockets. No. Jewel thieves. No. Um, is it clock stoppers? <laughs> what? I don't know. It's just something that was in my head, and I said it out loud. <laughs> but it's not a real guess. It was just um. Friday is it the, weirdo. Is it the people that like online scammers? Very very close. Go broader. Uh, 
Okay, it has something to do with well, like identity thieves. No, not quite. Okay. My my sister who listens to this podcast is screaming it. Screaming right now. it. We are very sorry. Us. We can't hear you, Molly. You're in the I, future. I, <laughs> <laughs> You're in the future. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. <laughs> um it is catfishers no think, i don't know think more gen a little more general than that okay i will say though the other book is the mathematics one it is the ladies who do mathematics it is in olden times yes we're celestial. one of them celestial yes Wow! Yes. I don't remember the name so, of the book. Uh, the a lady's guide to celestial mechanics. <gasps> yes. Oh. Where she was a was she a mathematician or was she an astronomer? I think she was yes. an astronomer, and then she went to the to the rich widow's house, and the rich widow loved her needlepoint, and then they boned a lot. Yeah, but she was like a mathematics astronomer. Like yes. She was both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus points to Claire. Yeah. Did you look it up? Did you cheat? No, I didn't. Okay, great. I, no. Um, because we loved that book. It was such a good book, which is why yeah. I'm so excited to read this book. Yeah. Do you no, give I've, up? I've like mentioned that book to other people, yeah. so that's the only reason I know. Okay. I I give up. Do you give up, Claire? I I, well, I gave up a while ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I gave up. I got clock stoppers. <laughs> I the gave theme, up years ago. The theme is con artists. Oh. My sister is totally yelling it. She yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. you knew it, Molly. <laughs> no, we know. Um, so I'm very, ex- I'm so, ex- I'm so excited. They also are both. They both happen to be uh, oldie timey England. I think one of them is Victorian and one of them is Regency, and that is entirely by accident. I, I picked these books for the theme and the length and they both happen to be period England so nice. I'm very excited yahoo Woo! <laughs> well thank you Claire thank you Neil thank you Christine thank you thank you authors thank you so much authors we know that we read these books and then we talk shit about them on a podcast that you know you have no say in but we bought the books so you know yeah also who are we kidding the authors are are not listening to us they don't know we exist and every once in a while when the authors do listen to us it's just like oh my god we're real (laughs) (laughs) good thank you listeners thank you so much listeners we of course could not do this without you it would just be us yelling into the dark on a weird friday and it would just make the fridays that much weirder yes yes so please rate review subscribe tell your friends tell your lovers tell your storm chasing associates Um, and if you feel like maybe throwing a little bit of cash our way so that at some point in the future we can throw a little bit of that cash towards christine (gasps) where can they go neil patreon.com slash fmk lit pod there is the link in the description but you will also want to use that whole url because it's hard to find us on patreon because we say dirty words dirty dirty words dirty dirty words please everybody i need more plants (laughs) (laughs) we need the best shower in australia to clean off all these dirty words (laughs) indeed (laughs) um 
so I guess all we have left to say is that if you can do so safely and consensually and in the middle of a thunderstorm while running towards the storm (gasps) key. key